We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, to my left, is our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo. Ew. And on the bottom of the screen, you know him, Heat Twitter favorite, friend of the show of Miami Heat Beat, ESPN Zone, George Sedano. What's up, man? I am uh, impressed by the uh, fancy beats you guys have to start the show. It's like you guys are a real production now. Listen, we have real, I got a stream producer now. We're on stream. We're doing stream productions. You know, we have, you know, things are looking up, George. We're different. It's times have changed in the last seven years. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. You're no longer a little startup. The little We're engine no that could. We've invested money. Put the team on his back. By yeah, the way. Sounds like it. I hope <laughs> that's not the case because we know how that'll end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy, it is the case. It's not Brian. What happened? Said it is the case because it's not Brian. But poor Brian. <laughs> if you're listening to us on Spotify or any or Apple podcast, you can check us out on YouTube as well. And also our Twitch feed, twitch.tv slash MIHeapy. We're going to be doing live shows all throughout the season. Free agency special coming up probably on Friday or Saturday. Uh, we're going to let you know on our Twitter account at MIHeapy. And follow our Instagram. We have new stuff coming out. We have, we're working with designers now. We've hired people, George. We're a money-making operation. 
Wow. Look at, look at that. Look all at right. That. So let's get to the nitty gritty of stuff. Also shout out to the blue wire podcast network who uh, makes all this happen for us. So George, the reason I'm having you on is so that you can yell at me because last night I tweeted out cause I felt like I had to have some sort of intelligent reaction to the pick that the heat made of precious. And I said, I was not really happy with the pick. I, uh, you know, I wanted them to get a guard that could defend a little bit instead that they took precious. Uh, and I kind of, you know, George, I've come around on it a little bit since we've talked and I, you know, <laughs> I've, I've been sold a little bit that he's not a center that they'll probably, they, they probably view him more as a, as like a four man who could play next to like a shooting big and that he could develop a jump shot. It's still not like, I'm not like in love with the pick, but I'm kind of curious, like how you feel at, like the next day. I still feel the same way I felt last night when I was uh, going back and forth with you on Twitter. You need size and you need versatile size. And I think that much like Bam was in the early stages of his career, I think that Precious has some of that to him, right? Like he actually is a better three-point shooter in college than, than Bam ever was. Bam, I don't think, I don't even know if he took any threes in college because we know John Calipari wants guys to play very, very specific roles. Um, so I, I think he can develop. I think he can be a four. I think he could be a four that can shoot threes. Eventually we've seen this team and their development program going way back to the days of Ike Austin, for God's sake, right? Like you can find names, you know, over the last 25 years where guys have been developed. I mean, you don't have to go as recently as Duncan Robinson or even Kendrick Nunn, right? Like you can go back every year and probably find at least one guy on the roster that developed into a functional NBA player. But when you take a guy at 20, your argument was that you should fill a need. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, in the NBA draft, I don't believe you should ever fill a need, no matter what position you're taking, you take best player available and you figure it out. You only have 15 guys on a roster on, you know, and we played an era of positionless basketball. So, you know, in, an, in, in a situation where Miami just got destroyed by a team that went small with the best small ball five in the sport and LeBron James also on the same roster, and you look at the way the rest of the East looks like, where depending on what happens with Toronto, right, your squad, we're going to call them your squad. The Heat are not your squad. The Rams are your squad. They're both you only get defensive about one team. Right. We know, we know that you're a fraud. Okay. Um, you're, you know, if this were the Dan Levitard show, the Kentucky fraud chickens. Would oh be yeah, coming absolutely. Out right yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, depending on what happens with their big man situation, um, they're probably going to have multiple big men in a lineup. Right. It might still be the case, even with Chris Boucher, right? Like that they yeah. could still have a guy like Siakam and him on the floor together. That's very, very possible. Um, so you have them. Clearly, Philly has, you know, Embiid and Simmons. I mean, Simmons is not your traditional point guard. He's 6'10", for God's sake, yeah. right? Um, you know, the Nets are going to play DeAndre and KD together, uh, very likely. And if they keep Allen, they'll have Allen on the floor with him. Like, you're going to have a lot of teams you're going to have to compete against that have size, including Milwaukee, who plays Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So having multiple guys who are versatile uh, or who can develop to be versatile um, – who can then compete from a size perspective, athleticism perspective makes all the sense in the world in today's NBA. So my main thing was 
about the fit and because I just didn't envision him playing with Bam. And now my st- my thing with him still is he was a very good shooter from the corners in college, and Heat bigs don't shoot from the corners typically. They run their pistol action out of there, and the bigs are usually up top running handoffs or they're screening for their horn sets. So his area of shooting strength is not where he's been Somebody good at. But that's on, on Heat beat last night that also he can shoot from the wing. No, he can't. He's it's, somebody. It's, it's a left corner. I looked at the numbers this morning. Brian may have said okay. that, but it was it's a left. Corner. Well, but I mean, for, first of all, what kind of volume are we talking about here? No, I mean it's it's, it's small. It seems volume, like he's more willing to shoot than Bam was. So yeah, point. he's way Jordan's more willing. Point. He's more he's a more willing shooter Correct. than Bam, which I think is good. I think one hundred percent. And, and that 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 was my point to start this. Like he's mm-hmm. already ahead of the curve in regards to his outside shot than Bam was. Um, and Bam has developed to be a consistent what 16, 17 foot shooter now. And I think that will only expand even further. I think Spo's goal is to have five out. You know what I'm saying? Like when he had bad, uh, Battier and Bosch and LeBron yeah, yeah. and Wade and Allen and all those guys, like that is the goal. Um, but to have even more athleticism than they had back then. So he walks in their best athlete, right? Like, I mean, him or Bam, I guess. But like, as a turn and, and an open court player, I mean, they haven't, George, I mean, they haven't had a guy that's elite in the open court since LeBron. It's been a weird kind of situation right. for them. Right. That they have because yeah, Bam is not a great finisher, interestingly no. enough. Even though he's strong as hell, I, I it's like it's crazy. I mean, you saw at the end of game six against Boston when he decided that he was gonna go to the basket. I mean, how he was overpowering those guys. Poor Daniel Tice. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, like wow. I look at this free agent class and I look at the guys who are probably gonna be open via trade, and I just don't really see an answer for their point of attack defense. And that was kind of my thing last night, which I've walked right. back because I, I 100% agree with everything that you're saying. And I've I've kind of rethunk the way that I look at him and, and kind of the shooting and that he could play more before. Somebody said well, that maybe this is can- not gonna be that much. This isn't gonna be as much fun as I thought it was gonna be then. If you yeah, I just everything it kind of hit me later. Me. I got to be honest. It was Leif. It was uh, Greg Sylvander of Five on the Floor. We were talking, and he was like, "You know, they, the Heat might look at him like kind of like Jeremy Grant." And I was like, "I can." Right. Yeah, I was been watching some film on him today, and I was like, "Ah, you know, I, I kind of see it. I see it, and I, the I see the need for, for him." Huh? I mean, yeah, that's the exactly. best comparison for him. Like, he's so athletic. I mean, he's going to be able to switch on to like four positions right out of the gate. Even though I don't know how much he's going to play next season. Like the guy also gives you rim protection. He seems like he's, I think of him like as a hybrid big, whereas Jeremy Grant, I guess he could play small ball five, but I look at Precious as someone who could eventually grow into a five or a couple seasons into the league, especially because like rim protection is one of his strengths. He's a good rebounder. You know, he's got a seven, two wingspan. I I think of somebody, I think of him as somebody who could be the backup five whenever they do it. And somebody who down the line, whenever, you know, he can develop a catch and shoot three or, you know, a consistent enough one can eventually play stretches with Bam. At the end right. of the day, he fits perfectly into a switch defense and being able to throw in another big when Bam is off the floor. I mean, we saw in the finals when Bam got in foul trouble in the first quarter, they just be, it just became target practice. It was just a layup line. And I know like the, the defensive game plan sharpened up and they got better at it. But if you're putting Olenek and Myers Leonard as your only other non-Bam bigs, like that's a that's a problem. So I think it, there is kind of a fit here. And I think I, like it's a fit thing. Because they need defenders and they need guys who can play behind Bam, and it's also like a prospect thing. I think, and you like Jeremy Grant a lot, uh, G, don't you? That's basketball hipster. Uh, listen, Alex, I, Alex has been George. Alex has been calling me basketball hipster for like a month now, and I've it, I've I fully embraced the role. I am basketball hipster. Sim- simply a month. That's it. 
That, no, this is a bit that just recently started. It started to hit me. Like, I'm in love with Paul Millsap, like all the basketball hipster guys. I want Jeremy Grant, even though I, I mean, but him. you're like way late on Paul Millsap. I feel like no, I've been, been in a- love with Paul Millsap like a decade ago. George, the Paul Millsap was the reason why I believed in those Atlanta teams. Like, I legitimately believed in my heart of hearts that that Atlanta team was going to beat Cleveland because of I loved Paul Millsap so much. Mm. that's what, yeah I'm your so face no that. i'm a sucker i'm totally a sucker yeah, yeah i mean but, i i believed in the raptors and the hawks for way too yeah. long um but ultimately look i alex nailed it like this is a perfect scenario for them because they can duplicate some of the stuff uh that they do with bam or the way they they brought bam along right with this kid except he's already ahead of the curve from a shooting perspective. And I know Alex, you're sitting there, not Alex, Gianni, you're sitting there saying that, um, you know, that their bigs don't shoot from the corners. Like, like Spo doesn't evolve over time. Like that, oh, yeah. that isn't something evolve. he can find a way to, to create those opportunities for him. If that's where he's most comfortable, like you're talking about the guy who's the best coach in the league right now, who's constantly been adapting uh, really since he took over. So, yeah, I, I don't think that that is an issue. Like, I don't think Eric is married to any one thing anyway. I also really like him as like a dive partner for Dragic. Like if, if he's, you know, we, for sure, he's going to come off the bench with Dragic. And, and like, that's a that's a nice athletic target that Dragic hasn't yeah. really had. Look, since on. What, what was your alternative, Maxi? Is that what just is that Maxi or Desmond Bain? But yeah, you're right. I mean, and listen, I like Maxi. I look, I did. I spent a lot of time with Maxi and Edwards, actually, Anthony Edwards, who went number one. Um, I did a feature for them um, or with them on ESPN, and I I spent a couple of days with them. Maxi's a great kid, number one. Maxi is an excellent defender, number two. He still has ways to grow into his body, like his shoulders. Like what you've seen on TV is not anything like what you can see in person. Like he's built like a V. It's insane. Um, <laughs> and it, like, and look, the shooting in the times I was around him and I saw private workouts and I saw, obviously I was there at the, um, the pro day too. Like his shooting is better than people think, but, and I think he's going to be a really good player, but I, I, I could understand if you're the heat you go, they're very much, let's go by our, our board. And I think they had Maxi on their board. I just think they had Precious rated higher than Maxi because I think they, they look at Anthony Davis and they look what they just, they look at what just beat them, right? And the versatility of Anthony Davis. And, and I'm not saying this kid is going to be Anthony Davis or he's going to be Kawhi or be anything like that, but you want to try to replicate that style as much as you can, right? Denver, um, gave, look, even though they lost in five or whatever it was, they had great games against the Lakers because they had the ability to have Jokic out there with Grant, right? They had the different uh, guys they can throw, your boy Millsap. They had the versatility amongst their bigs. And I think if you have versatile bigs who can do the stuff that Ings can do to an extent, I think that makes you so much better than most teams, right? Like that's the type of versatility you don't see enough of on teams. Like that's why they're called freak athletes when they're that size and can do those type of things. So like, I, I just love the maxi fit because, you know, I, I had doubts of him, like as a pull-up guy, but I thought, you know, being as a spot up shooter, everything that I've read from the draft people that I trust, you know, he, he can, you know, decently spot up shoot. And if, if they are going to move off of none, or if their future does not involve none, I really like that option. Uh, George, I thought, for the playoffs, I thought they largely solved the point of attack defense issues. I think with a lot of the frantic switching and the hard traps and all that stuff, but I don't really think you could play that for Forget 72 that zone. games. 
Yeah, the zone too. Like it's just tough to really ask your guys who are, you know, on the north side of 30 to kind of play that style of defense for 82, 72 games, whatever the season's. Oh, for sure. You can't do that during the regular season. I I was looking at a guy that can really get you through the regular season while not letting your record dip too much. A guy that can help you compete, can either start or come off the bench, can really help you defensively. So that was, I guess that was where my big disappointment came. And I looked at, I looked at Precious as a bit, I said drafted into redundancy because I look at his defensive skill set and I thought of him well. I mean, he's just a big that can play like Bam without the passing. He's going to be an. Ad- I never thought he was going to be bad, but I thought he'd be an adequate back. Remember, remember when drafting Bam was a redundancy? <laughs> right. Not, yeah. No. Listen, well, I, dude. They have. I a thought about. It. I was wrong. This. I was wrong. I, it, there is a history of this. Like, no joke. Like, I made the joke to you about, like, you would have drafted Chris Kamen over Dwayne Wade because they had Eddie Jones at a max contract at the time. And it's it really is the same thing. You like, you don't, <laughs> you, don't draft, you don't draft for need in this sport, man. Like, this isn't the NFL. Like, you don't do it. And honestly, I don't even think you should do it in the NFL, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I'm always a draft the best talent available figure it out later. If you have a good system, if you have good coaches, if you have a good franchise, you will figure it out. I think the unique thing with them is that they had three guys that I think we all expected to go a little earlier that kind of fell to them, you know, between Maxi, Desmond Bain and, and Precious. And that was they were real like, close to Sadiq Bay too. Yeah. So like it, it, it became like, Oh, well, wait and a they second. Liked the kid from Maryland, uh, Jalen. Yeah. Jalen uh, Smith. That was my guy, uh, George. I, I don't watch a lot of college basketball. So I do a lot of the work. Jalen Smith. Yeah. Jalen Smith. I, I thought he was going to be really nice here. I thought the fit, uh, that was the backup big. I thought that they, so it kind of threw me off guard, but. I like, I've come around. I'm with you. I like the pick. I like the versatility. I don't, you know, I don't know how soon he can play with Bam George. The other thing is, is like, they're not going to really have a real full training camp and they're not going to have summer league, which is really going to hurt these rookies. And I guess my question, my question to you is, have you heard, I don't know what they're going to do with the G league this year, you know, with, with COVID. I don't know yet. No. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea yet. I think it's kind of a wait and see approach at the moment. What's that really that really hurts the rookies as well? Because if 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 he can't really get playing time right away, and if the Heat are really trying to secure a certain playoff seed in a, in a much more competitive East, it's gonna be you know it's gonna suck for him that he's not gonna have the G League available to him, which we've seen the Heat use as good as any team in the league. And that's you know that's another thing that I was like, it, oh, it, it kind of true. Yeah, it really hurts Jesus. the development. I kept saying on five on the floor that he's gonna be playing, or you know whoever they get is gonna be playing with KZ. There's not gonna be a G League. There's not gonna be a summer league. Oh man. So it's like it it really expedites. So like any development he would have this year, I think it's going to be slowed. And I think we should probably taper expectations a bit, which played kind of into my opinion of, well, I don't know if this guy's going to be to help them right away and play with Bam. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, and with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore, Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short-term list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post 
which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try it with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at the game this year, but you will be on in the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you the most options to wager than anyone else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head over to Bet Online today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Can I can I mention some tweets? I think that I have some really good information about yes. Precious. Go. Uh, so courtesy of at HoboJ, the Jazz fan, quote, outside of maybe Okoro, Achua is probably the best equipped player in the draft at guarding the big wings in the NBA, in parentheses, LeBron, Kawhi, et cetera. 6'9", with a 7'2 wingspan, loose hips, quick feet, strong build. 89th percentile in covering single-covered ISO, 73rd percentile in single-covered single post-up, and 89th percentile in spot-up defense. So I think, like, you know, you kind of look at him as somebody who, you know, at his best is going to be able to guard fours, fives, big wings, switch onto guards. And Chief Bam the off dude is a hyper athlete yeah. and is so coordinated. Like he knows how to use the athleticism. He's not just somebody who has a high vertical, like Andrew Wiggins and doesn't know what to do oh, with yeah. it. Like well, the guy the, jumps off the page. Like I'm, the, I'm about what they can do the, with him. The highlight they showed, the highlight package they showed on the draft um, when Jay Billis was talking about his attributes, you saw that like the switchability, um, like it's staying down on pump fakes and be, still being able to block shots, um, you know, from the strong side, from the weak side, like all over the place. Like he was, um, everywhere defensively. And yeah, as a finisher in transition, um, he's a locomotive, right? Like, I think that there's a lot of things and I disagree with you, Johnny. I think like maybe he doesn't play right, right away. I think there is going, this is 72 game season. Okay. And honestly, I, I'm not saying this because I'm wishing bad luck on the league. Clearly, I want the league to succeed because I work in the league. So I, I want the league to succeed as much as possible. But no, it wouldn't surprise me if we end up having some sort of break because the spread of the virus has gotten out of control in different parts of the country. And by the way, the Heat took advantage of that time. Um, you know, even though it may not have always been physically, but mentally keeping guys engaged and prepared and getting ready for the bubble. I think that that can help, uh, if we have a situation like that, hopefully we don't. Right. But if, if there is a situation like that, I think the heat are clearly prepared after their experience in the bubble on how to handle and maneuver through something like that. So last thing on precious and kind of to piggyback on Alex's point, like I thought, something with Giannis that's interesting is, you know, as good of an on-ball defender he is, he's a beast helping. And I think if, if Precious develops into kind of that guy to guard wings, you know, late in games, and you can have Bam help, you know, their, their rim defense as Alex he's said at the top also, of the show. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, their rim defense, you said at the top of the show, like they're the Heat were the, I think the best or the second best team with fewest points in the restricted area. But once teams got to there, they were shooting like the first or second highest percentage. So having a guy like Bam helping instead of being on ball is really going to help their defense. I think that's a really good point. And also because they're going to have, you know, like Sedano was kind of started the show with the defensive versatility. You can slot either one of those two bigs, obviously down the line, whenever you figure that they can play together, even if they can't, you can slide either one of them as a drop or switch big. And also one of uh, Precious' strengths right off the bat is being a good weak side defender. So I think you, he can be the rim protector. He can be, you know, the help guy. And I think like learning in this system where they're already running such a, you know, complex you know, uh, system that they are already, I think it's going to be really good for him. Like I think they can really slot him in whatever type of defensive scheme they want whenever he does fit into the rotation. I'm in, George. I'm in. I'm in. Oh well, they didn't. I'm take, in. Uh, I'm in. You know, I'm this, in. I Listen, didn't take very much. They have. They have someone to be on the LeBron AD four or five pick and roll. I'm in. I'm in. Listen, I, I'm not. Uh, I, yeah, because that's that is probably the most. If we had to look at a specific play that in the league, that's probably the most unguardable. It's probably that, right? Yeah. Bam, guys like switch or drop. Okay, so last thing before yeah, you get out of here, that. <laughs> I know you have a lot to do today. Um, kind of wanted yeah. what the hell happened with Bogdanovich. I mean, that's been the talk of the league today, even after the draft. I mean, you know, then they wave Ilyasova, which kind of you know, leads me to believe that that the sign and trade is kind of gone because they kind of needed that salary unless they involve a third team. Uh, it's it's looking rough. George, you know what happened there? Um, I, I believe Sam Amick. I mean, Sam Amick, um, and look, I, there are a lot, I mean, obviously our guy Woj is the best guy doing it, right? Um, you know, and Shams is unbelievable too. Ramona, there's a million people. Mark Spears with Mark Stein. Um, Amick Leif. is very connected. Um, yeah. <laughs> is he Leif or so- Greg Sylvan? He's Leif. He's always on this show. Depends. He's Leif. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, corporate over there on show. five reasons. On he feed, he's Leif. <laughs> okay. Um, Sam Amick is as connected to Sacramento yeah. as any writer because he covered that team for so long, right? So when he came out with that story in The Athletic about how Bogdanovich had basically had no idea, right? Like he hadn't even... he. Uh, he wasn't signing off on going to Milwaukee. No one had, had told him that that was going to be the case, that this is all kind of caught off guard and he was blindsided by, it. I a million percent believe it. Um, so, and those are details. I was talking about this on the jump today. Those are details that are embarrassing, right? Like just ridiculously embarrassing for everybody involved, for the agents, for the two teams. Like, how does that stuff happen? It's not, you know, one thing is dotting the I's and crossing the T's. This is not that. This is like the most important thing, like getting that guy on board, uh, making sure he's okay with that. Um, And I don't blame him too, because remember, he's 28 years old. He came to the league at what, 24 or whatever, almost 25. Yeah, from California to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. When he was, uh, right, well, there's that too. Um, (laughs) The But I'm saying like, he came to the league, he started playing when he was 25, all right? He's 28. This is his one bite at the apple. So- he's going to get this one contract that's probably going to pay him a lot of money and he's going to want to maximize that. So if the Atlanta Hawks come in and say, here, we're going to give you 20 million and all that the hard capped Milwaukee bucks can do is give you a 14.65 or whatever it is, according to Bobby Marks. Yeah. I'm looking at that over the life of a, of a contract. And I know there's an extra year in there, but there's still more money with the Atlanta Hawks. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I think that, that's the type of stuff you have to look at 
too. And I, I think that all that stuff was just completely, I don't know, like it, it wasn't even a factor apparently when these guys were doing this deal. And I, I don't know how much I play. I blame Horst in Milwaukee. One would assume because he's been there for a while, but you know, McNair has only been there for, I mean, I don't know, two less than two months, you know, in Sacramento. So I think that that, that may have been, you know, his bad. If I had to guess, I don't know this. It's all reckless speculation, Yeah. but either way, it just looks really embarrassing for everyone involved, the teams, the agent. And I don't blame the dude for saying, nah, man, I, I want to be a free agent because <laughs> I want to see what's out there for me financially. I went full blown conspiracy theory that they were covering up the tampering because it, it just got, really Oh, there messy. could be that. Look, I, I don't dismiss that. Um, and by the way, it'd be very much that when that story broke that teams like, you know, uh, that are, that were in the Giannis sweepstakes and there's plenty of them <laughs> called the league. And like, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and it could have backfired that way. I was I working the phones. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect that to be the case, although that is a good conspiracy theory and you're not alone on that. I've talked to plenty of people that <laughs> I'm have in, George, I'm in on conspiracy this. theory. Um, I, I don't necessarily buy it, um, but I, I'm not, I don't rule anything out in this league. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's just the way I look at it. Um, We're not even a day into free think, agency yet. But I do, I do look at it this way. And I said this on the jump two today is, and I, and I said it on around the horn that if I'm Giannis, man, I am, I am taking my time now. If this deal doesn't go through or they can't figure out to add another person to the Drew Holiday deal, because the Drew Holiday deal on its own is insane. Three first rounders, two pick swaps for a guy who's a very good player, but you gave up what the Clippers gave up for Paul George, basically. You know what I mean? The six-time all-star, you know, and Drew is a one-time all-star. But like, so with Bogdanovich thrown in the deal, you can at least say, well, maybe whatever, it's more palatable, but without him, it's certainly not more palatable. And, and if I'm Giannis, I'm kind of like, mm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have the same deal next off season. And Kevin Durant has proven he's, you know, that even after a, an Achilles tear, you're still going to get all your money. You're still getting the max, uh, uh, you know, no, everyone's going to pay you no matter what. Well, so if I'm the honest, the, well, right. They're <laughs> stupid. Right. So, um, so, but they like Kevin Durant proved that you're going to get the max even after, after an Achilles tear. So if I'm honest, there's no rush to sign the super max now, especially after what's transpired. George, you're the Love man. This is all great for the heat. Yeah, no, this, this broke great. I mean, I'll, we just need Gallinari as basketball hipster and you know, I'm good. Were you going to say, by Alex? the way, George, I saw that you're still, you're in on Tyrese Maxey. So you wanted to end with one question. Would you still rather be the Sixers? Let me tell you, the Sixers look good now. All of a <laughs> Sixers look good all of a sudden. Nah. All it took was Daryl Morey five minutes to say, oh, wait a second. So three seasons ago, uh, Embiid and Simmons had a net rating of plus 18 and a half when they had Ilya Sova, Bellinelli, and JJ Redick. So, and every year it's basically been cut in half or worse uh, because I think they were like plus two net rating uh, last season. And the season in between that, they were like plus seven or eight. So yeah, surrounding them with shooting shocker is probably going to be a good thing for them. They had and to also, give up picks to get some fit guys. I can't believe that oh, only took one pick to get off of, of, of Horford, like a pick in the, well, I thought it was two. Oh. I thought there was a second rounder. Yeah, there was, two. was it? But yeah, the second round, it was it's a, a protected second. Sec it's like a top well, 17 but, but protected you know pick. 
I have no problem yeah. though with with general managers in any sport cleaning up messes and doing whatever. Oh, they I need just to thought do. it was very little to get off. I, I thought that that he got off really easy. I mean, I mean, he's the, eighty million dollars. It's eighty million dollars over the next three it's a years. Nasty contract. And, and, that, and you, and you got a functional player in Danny Green who can still defend. I mean, people can talk about his shot comes and goes. He still defends at a very high level. Um, and he's good enough where you have to clearly you have to respect him. He's defended as um, a shooter. He has gravity. And, and and Seth Curry was fantastic last year, I thought, in Dallas. So and they get off. Look, Josh actually, I think Richardson in Dallas is going to be better than he oh, was yeah. in Philly because it's a much better fit. He's got Luca around him now. Um, you know, they're not relying on him to be a, a jump shooter per se. They've got Hardaway to do that. They've got other guys to do that. Um, you know, so he, he, you know, he's a streaky shooter, but he's a good player. Um, so I actually think that's a good move for Dallas. Um, but yeah, I, look, they had a doc, like doc's a good coach. Like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to rip Brett. I like Brett a lot. I think Brett did a decent job and Brett should be commended for having to deal with all the stuff that he had to deal with throughout the entirety of his time there. But we've seen this a million times over where a team can only get so far with a certain kind of coach. And then you bring in a guy who's qualified. Uh, as far as being a championship level type coach, right. Who's got better qualifications, a better resume and they get better results. So I, you know, I do think, look, I think the East is going to boil down to these teams, the heat, Brooklyn, um, Philly, Milwaukee. And honestly, I think Toronto, depending on what happens, takes a minor step back. I still think they're going to be in the, in the top four mix, in the um, mix. but I don't know, but I don't know if I put them in the same category as the teams I just mentioned. You didn't mention Boston either. Oh, I'm sorry. I, that's my fault. Oh, I thought Absolutely that was a take. Boston. I thought that was no, 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 where you were no, going. No, 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 no. Well, Gordon no, no, Hayward no, no. opted out, so who, and I don't no, think no, they no, no, really no, created no, no, no. a cat. No, Boston, Boston is absolutely on the level of, of Brooklyn, Miami, and, and, nice. and Philly and, and them. And, yeah, like, I, I, I think that, like, the tier would be that. It would be, you know, in, in any particular order, I think the top tier is uh, Boston, Miami, Brooklyn, uh, Philly, then slightly, like, like a third of a step behind Toronto, um, and then a steep drop, I think, like a couple of steps behind. You have, you know, Indiana and the rest of these teams, All basically. Teams, yeah, yeah. Can we laugh at the Celtics yeah. for, you know, letting Hayward walk and they absolutely get no financial well, we relief from it? They could still sign and trade him. So we, we, the jury's still out of that. They could still sign and ah. trade. Look, a lot of a lot of crazy things can happen from here till, you know. I mean, look, it, it starts on Friday, uh, you know, at 6 o'clock Eastern. So it's not – doesn't mean it all has to happen then, but – uh, so weird. Why not midnight? To figure it out. Uh, I actually, I prefer it at six Eastern. Yeah, it's much easier. No, I yeah, just threw like, me off guard. I feel like it's not. Do how you not remember goes, us <laughs> up at like one in the morning tracking Hassan Whiteside texts with Pat Riley? So like the the year LeBron signed with the Lakers and he didn't do it um, right away. Remember, um, though, everyone that. assumed that it was going to be the case uh, that he was going to go to the Lakers, but nobody know, knew a hundred percent. Everybody felt confident. Uh, I was in Hawaii. So uh, free agency actually started at six o'clock for me uh, in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii for a, a wedding. Uh, my wife's friend was getting married. Uh, it was unbelievable. And I was like, so when it, they said six, this, uh, six Eastern this year, I'm like, that's even better. It's three o'clock my time. Like, that's great. Like, forget it. So yeah, I, um, and, and of course, LeBron decided to uh, send uh, whatever the email or whatever it was, as I was literally flying back over the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> and I was going to land at like 10 o'clock at night, LA time. And I was doing a morning show back then. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get like 90 minutes of sleep getting ready to do this show. Like it was just, yeah, it was crazy. George, I don't but, know how I used to uh, do morning radio. That, that's, that's insane. Even down here. Yeah. I, I don't love it. I gotta be honest with you. I did it for a long time, both in Miami and LA. 
And I much prefer doing afternoons. It is so much more fun and so much better. Poor Zazzle used to do the heat broadcast and then wake up two hours later and do the damn Morty show. I don't know how he used to do that. That's crazy. Thank God, man. I yeah. answered for I mean, the Zazzle listen, show. That like, was horrible. I, I love Zazlo, but he looks like he's aged about, you know, 10 extra years doing that. I think so. Look at me. Says he look looks like, like he looks I, like radio, how it ages you. He looks like radio. And you know what I don't look like? Radio. Why That's a face for television, noise? baby. And a face for the Miami Heat Beat YouTube channel that you can watch all of this if you miss the VOD. George, my friend, thanks so much for coming on. I know you have a ton to do today. I appreciate the time as always, my friend. All right, guys. Be good. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Okay. Take care, brother. Thanks, George. See ya.